Welcome to the Love Her Wild podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Carver, and I'm here to talk to you about all things spiritual, manifestation, happily ever after, and creating a life that you love, because I promise you can. What did I do wrong? I was kind, I was loving, I thought I did everything right, and they still left. Someone asked me that question this week. And what's interesting is when you are in the depths of grief, you can't see clearly. You're in the clouds. You're in the fog. You're not above it all. You cannot see. And what I told them was that it wasn't that they did anything wrong. It wasn't that good guys finish last or all of the hard work and kindness and love that was poured out was all done in vain. It's that good people can still be the wrong person for someone else. You can do your very best and it can still not be the right thing for the wrong person. And in direct contrast, when you meet the right person, everything you do will be the right thing. And of course, not everything. People fight, people do stuff. You're not going to meet someone that doesn't have a single thing about them that bothers you, obviously. But by and large, it's not going to have to be so hard. Unpopular opinion Relationships shouldn't be that hard. Life is hard. Life lessons are hard. But the person that you choose to stand hand in hand with to face those struggles, that shouldn't be that hard. That's something my mom has told me my whole life. And she got a lot of flack for it from friends growing up. People don't want to hear that. People want to hear that relationships are hard. Relationships take work. And yeah, relationships absolutely take work. But it shouldn't be work in vain. You know how I talk all the time about aligned movement versus regular movement? Where you really want something to happen in your life. You're manifesting a soulmate. You're manifesting a dream job. And you walking towards that goal, not in alignment, is you walking along the street towards a goal that's 500 miles away versus aligned movement, which would be getting in a car or on a plane and going to that 500 mile distance in an hour instead of a week of walking and blisters and pain. Aligned relationships work the same way. You can put in the same amount of work in an aligned and well-matched relationship and go so much further. I am not working harder in my marriage than I was in my previous relationship. I'm more aligned. We together are more aligned. The analogy I used for the person I was talking to was a basketball. They said, how come all of the things that I've done to this point in my life haven't been good enough? 
Why hasn't it stuck with anyone? And my response was, it's because you're a basketball. And you've been with soccer players up until this point in your life. There's nothing wrong with the soccer player. And there's nothing wrong with the basketball. But it's the wrong tool for the wrong sport. They would be much better off going and finding a basketball player. That is an aligned connection, an aligned partnership. And when you try to play basketball with a basketball, it's so much easier than trying to play soccer with a basketball. The soccer player, nothing wrong with them. But goddamn, if they don't get frustrated when they kick that basketball and it doesn't act like a soccer ball. And the basketball, trying its best to get in that goal. But man, it would have a lot easier time going through a hoop. It's good to be self-reflective. It's good to look back at your relationship and ask yourself what you could have done better because in any situation, we could have always done better. My relationship with my abusive ex taught me a lot of things, but in parts, it was a mirror. In parts, it showed me what I could have done better in past relationships. My ex spent so much time on his phone. And I would say to him, I would communicate and say, hey, this makes me feel ignored, unloved. I would love some quality time with you. I would love to go to dinner and have you not be on your phone at the dinner table. Just dinner. I don't need all night. I don't need a weekend, but just dinner without the phone. And the answer was always no. And all of a sudden, it brought me back to my first marriage. Sitting in our Jeep on a road trip, me in the passenger seat, flipping through Instagram, and my husband at the time saying, hey, just put your phone down. I want to spend time with you. And my response at the time was, I am spending time with you. I'm right here. Not realizing what he was begging for and what I was doing. Now, was that the reason we ended? No. But is it something that I could have done better? Absolutely. Is it a micro way that I could have been hurting him all along and not even knowing? Absolutely. And so I recognized that. I looked in the mirror. I saw a piece of my shadow. And I said, I can do better than that. I didn't get defensive. I didn't try and make it go away or act like it didn't happen. I looked at Square in the face and I said, I understand and I can do better. And so now it is something that I'm very conscious of. And in my marriage today, if either of us are feeling like we need a little bit extra quality time, one of us is melting, which is what we call scrolling on the internet, a little too long. The moment either of us say, hey, put your phone down, the phone goes down immediately. Both of us respect that boundary and understand that we come first in the relationship. And so going back to you, asking yourself what you did wrong 
That's important. Absolutely. And I'm sure there are a handful of things you could have done better. But you have to remember that you're a basketball. And you have to ask yourself, was I even in the right court? Was I playing basketball? Or was I on a soccer field? Or better yet, was I playing golf? Was someone trying to hit me like a golf ball? I felt that way in my previous relationship. There were a lot of things broken. And I think part of the problem was that I kept thinking I could turn him into a basketball player. When in reality, he didn't even like the sport. I kept thinking that if I showed him how great basketball was, how awesome the ball feels in your hand, how bouncy it is, how you can play it at a park, on a court, anywhere you go, throw the ball in your backpack. It's so fun. You can play it with two people, five people, whatever. If I could just show him how great basketball was, he would fall in love with the game. And he never did. At the end of the day, he was a golfer. And I was not a golf ball. And were there things on both sides? Sure. Should I have recognized the abuse 3.25 years sooner than I did? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, even if all of that stuff went away, I was still basketball and he was still a golf player. So if you find yourself in a place where you feel like nothing you ever do is good enough, where you feel like you keep coming up on the short end of the stick, please don't give up. And I am here to tell you, slow and steady wins the race. I've never quite understood the good guys finish last mentality. Because in this game, finishing, finishing first doesn't mean you're happy. It doesn't mean you're fulfilled. It doesn't mean you found the one. It just means you finished. It means you completed the task. You dated, you found a person, you got married. Or you dated, you found a person, you got a boyfriend, whatever. That doesn't mean you found the right partner. I kind of like the idea that good guys would finish last because it means that they took their time and waited for the right thing to come along. They didn't just settle for a soccer ball when they knew that they needed a basketball. They waited. They held out for the right team. It'd be like spending your whole life on the soccer field as a basketball and having people tell you, well, you're just too bouncy. You're too hard. Hurts my foot when I kick you. Yeah, it's because you don't belong there. And it might have taken that basketball an extra five years to find the court, but if it found the court, it doesn't matter whether it finished first or fifth or last. 
it got to where it was meant to be. I finished last out of all my friends. I don't think there's anyone left in my life that needs to get married off. One, maybe two. But it doesn't mean that I did worse. It just means that I learned an extra few lessons along the way. Or better yet, I struggled to learn the lesson the first time and it took me a minute. But in the end, I found the thing that was meant for me. And so finishing last in this case isn't so bad. Because some of the ones that finished before me, they're going to have to start that race all over again. I didn't finish last the first time I got married, and guess what? I had to get back in that race and start all over again as a 30-year-old. And then again as a 33-year-old. Don't worry about how long it's taking you. It doesn't matter. And if you feel hard done by, and you feel like you've done everything you can and nothing is ever good enough, you need to take a look at yourself and ask if you are in the right game. Chances are you're not. I wasn't. I dated a lot of people that just weren't suited to me. I'll never forget it. I dated a guy once who was a playboy, classic playboy. He slept with everybody in town. And he was beautiful in his day. Those glory days, beautiful. And I felt lucky to be one of the chosen girls he went on a date with, which has an entire list of problems in and of itself. But I will never forget him looking at me. A man who was used to dating the, quote, classic, popular girl type, if you will. And he looked at my little gothic art student self and said, yeah, I've never dated anyone like you before. And it took my self-esteem to the floor. He made me feel so worthless and weird and different in a way that was not good and made me feel like I had to prove why I was good enough to be dating him. Of course, he broke my heart, hurt my feelings. I let him take advantage of me. Things ended. Life moved on. But he did come back around a couple years later. And he did say that he always regretted treating me the way that he did. And how awesome he thought I was. And while I didn't need to hear it, and I didn't need the closure, it felt good. The human, the ego side of me, it felt good. All of that to say, I was spending so much time trying to turn myself into a soccer ball instead of trying to be the best basketball player I could be. If I looked at these people that came into my sphere and had enough self-confidence from day one to say, hey, 
you're awesome. You're a really freaking good soccer player and you're hot. Like you make a goal, you take your shirt off. Hell yeah. But you're a soccer player and I'm looking for a basketball player. At the end of the day, this just isn't going to work out. Maybe you're a fucking drum set. You're looking for a goddamn musician and you're still stuck on a soccer field. All I'm saying is before you let yourself feel worthless and used, ask yourself if you yourself are in the right place. What's the quote? Don't judge a goldfish on its ability to climb a tree. Same thing. Same premise. We're doing the same thing here. Of course, we all have played a part into the end of a relationship. There is no innocent party in anything. But irregardless of that, are you playing the right game? And if you're not, take a step back and really get to know who you are and your game. Get to know it inside and out. Become the best basketball player ever. Because once you do, and once you're proud of yourself, As a basketball, you are never going to let a football player come in and try and throw your ass across a football field. You won't do it. You'll say, hey, you're cute. Love you. But like your ass is not throwing me across that field. I don't belong there. I'm going to go find me a basketball player, a nice tall drink of water. And he's going to dribble me right up the court. You know what I'm saying? I know it's a silly analogy, but I think sometimes breaking down hard life shit into easy analogies, A, makes it easy to understand, obviously, but B, it helps make it feel doable. It makes hard life lessons feel a whole lot simpler. And that's it. Go figure out what kind of ball you are and then go get yourself in the right court or field or whatever the fuck. I'm not even a sports person. I don't even know why I use these analogies. Go find where you belong. And then don't settle for anything less than a wicked good player at your sport. Have a good week, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Love Her Wild podcast. If today resonated with you in any way, shoot me a comment and tell me how you feel. I'd love to help if I can. And if you think that this would resonate with any of your friends, share away because I'm trying to reach as many of you as I possibly can. Go make your life great.